Welcome to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. Have you had contact with extraterrestrials? Were they extraterrestrials? Why do people report so many different kinds? And I'll do the intro because Ben's uh, scrambling to get our guest here. Greetings and welcome to the 857th edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno. I'm Paul. And those out there questions are the result of our subject today. And we bring you a new guest with a wider view on a familiar subject. And we welcome your calls today. It's 401-766-1240 from anywhere. Or email paul at behindtheparanormal.com or contact us by Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. And we're pleased to welcome back a very popular guest co-host today, one of the world's foremost experts on the subject of extraterrestrial contact, and that's Kathleen Marden, coming to us via Skype today. Kathy, welcome back. Thank you. It's great to be back again. And also coming to us via Skype, we hope in a moment, is Sev Talk. Sev was born in Istanbul, Turkey, came to the United States as a little girl. She grew up in the Virginia, Washington, D.C. suburbs. Her parents introduced her to spirituality at the age, uh, or at an early age, and she began meditating in the fifth grade. That's even before me. She reports many paranormal experiences throughout her life, including multiple contacts with extraterrestrial or extra-dimensional life forms. Uh, today, Seb describes her work as that of a sole purpose coach, and she has written two books. You have the right to talk to aliens. I love that term. That uh, that title. And uh, the universe speaks, talks to empower you. She believes that ETs are not to be feared, but have peaceful intentions. Her website, planetsev, planetsev.com. And we hope to welcome her in a minute, but we do have Kathy with us. <laughs> we, we got her? Oh, okay. Hey, Ben, you came through as always. Sev, uh, welcome to the show. Hello. Oh, Thank you for boy. having me. It gets my blood pressure pumping, i got to say. Uh, welcome to broadcasting, Dad. <laughs> yes, <laughs> yes. It's only been 13 years. And uh, Kathy's going to start us off today. So, Kathy, take it away. Well, hello, Sev, and welcome to the show. Uh, Hi, I know I've known you for a few years, and you visited my home twice. You even spent the weekend here with me once. Uh, will you please tell the listeners the circumstances under which we met? Uh, sorry to interrupt, but could you both turn on your video, please? Turn it on? Yes, please. Oh. <laughs> we do actually have. A there you go. Okay. There we are. Sorry to interrupt, interrupt Kathy. So, so go ahead, okay. Seth. <laughs> Hi there, Kathy. Hello. Uh, well, we met in 2018 because I was basically having an existential crisis. Uh, I, I woke up with two red X's on my butt, and uh, that sent me into a tailspin. Uh, my entire reality flip-flopped, and I needed help. Along with the two red X's was a very conscious memory of being on a hospital-type bed uh, where I was laying on my side and my legs and my arms were paralyzed. I couldn't move. And I was in a dimly lit room and I felt something standing behind me. And I could turn my head and when I did, I came face to face with a gray standing right behind me, literally just a couple inches from my face. And it was doing something to my back. 
And we locked eyes and we stared into each other's eyes for several seconds. And I was scared to death. And there was no telepathic communication as there usually was whenever I had uh, contact with the Greys. This time there was no uh, telepathic communication. I turned my head back around and then I was uh, completely fully alert in my bedroom. So uh, they put one X on me, uh, which was shocking, uh, and I tried to ignore it. And then nine days later, they put the other X on the right cheek of my uh, hiney, and I couldn't ignore that. So I declared that I needed help, but I didn't know who could help me. I didn't know. And it was the first time in my life that I was even asking for help because I've had a lifetime of ET contact, and I just tried to ignore it. And uh, so one day I just went to my computer and I told myself, I have to send the picture of these red X's on my hiney to somebody. And I heard in my head, MUFON. So I googled MUFON and there I saw Kathy's face and I said to myself, she's the one, she's going to help me. So I sent her a picture of the X and she responded right away. And she said, I've never seen an ex like this. I'd love to talk to you. So we Skyped for about an hour and a half. And that phone call with Kathy changed my life. Uh, she validated everything for me. She made me realize that these are not dreams or imaginings. Well, actually, having a physical red X burned into my both cheeks of my butt <laughs> made me realize that these are not dreams. Uh, and... From then on, since 2018, Kathy has been right there to help me. Uh, and uh, she has a very, very special place in my heart. I just don't know how I would have coped uh, without having someone like her to, uh, to express my deepest, most personal feelings to. And that's how we met. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Sev. Uh for bringing back that memory. The memory that I have is of uh, the feeling that you were very frightened and that mm -hmm. you believed you might be having negative contact. But uh, yeah, yeah. it appears that everything has changed. Can you give your listeners tips on having healthy, safe, and enlightening experiences with otherworldly beings? Yes, you are absolutely right, Kathy. When I came to you, I was vibrating with a very, very high level of fear because back then I thought the greys were evil and I thought they were out to hurt me, not only hurt me, but to hurt all of mankind. And I thought that, that they were victimizing me. And the reason for that is because back then I was in the final stages of releasing my victimization vibration. For most of my life, I played the victim beautifully. And I really wanted to release it because I've gone through some two difficult marriages and I, and I realized um, the difficulty is not really within them, it was within me. So what was it within me that was attracting these kind of abusive people into my life? And... I started this path of authenticity. I, I, it was, it, and it still is paramount for me uh, to discover the real me, the true me, 
and to express my authenticity. And my higher self said, okay, if that's what you're going to do, then you're going to have to deal with this ET stuff. Because that, to me, was a huge barrier. And so I had to deal with it. And in processing that and losing my victimization vibration, I realized that the greys were not out to hurt me. They're my partners and helping me realize that I am empowered. I am not a victim. And uh, by giving me certain information, uh, whether it be telepathically or energetically, uh, they've been a huge help in me uh, becoming happier uh, and more fulfilled. Um, so I, I stress with my clients uh, that uh, your energy really does all the work. We all each have our own personal field of energy, and the quality of our energy is determined by uh, what we think, what we think about ourselves, what we think about others, what we think about the world. And we align with people and friends and lovers and places and situations with a similar frequency as ours. Uh, that is why I, I talk a lot, I write a lot, and I teach a lot about how to increase your personal vibration so you can align with people who have a higher frequency, so you can align with events that have higher frequencies. It, these type of higher frequency people and places and events are to, for your benefit. And uh, I also help people connect to otherworldly beings, but there's a huge but, just like you were saying, Kathy, there's a huge but here in that, <laughs> in that uh, uh, the type of human being you align with on Earth is going to be similar to the type of otherworldly being you align with in the other uh, realms. So that's why it's so important to really pay attention to your frequency. Who are you aligning with? Your reality uh, is a very clear indicator of your personal belief system. So we can safely interact with otherworldly beings as long as we keep our vibration high and as long as we know that we are in control. The other being is not in control. We are in control. And in fact, uh, in December, just a few months ago, I had an interesting incident in my bedroom uh, with a men in black, with an astral men in black. Uh, one of my friends had come to visit me for about a week, and it was the first night that she was there. And uh, into my bedroom comes this astral man in black, tall, a black shadow, a black hat, everything that we would picture as a man in black to be. And it had a very, very strong energy. And that energy was coming towards me. And it felt like it wanted to, like, capture my energy and just suck it up. And I told it, no, you have to go away. And it didn't want to. And I actually felt this energetic battle, kind of, uh, for who was going to win. And I was determined to win. There was no way in heck that this men in black was allowed to be there. Absolutely not. This is my home. This is my energy. You cannot be here. So after a few seconds of that struggle, it finally left. Uh, but it was a struggle, I have to tell you. And if you're not used to this and if you don't know that you're in control... 
I, I can see how very easily you can succumb to that lower frequency vibration. Right, Kathy? <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely, yeah. you can. Because mm-hmm. so. I know you know people who have uh, come in contact with those lower frequencies, and, and you have to fight sometimes. Yes. Mm-hmm. So is that the connection between ETs and consciousness? Uh, yes. Uh-huh. It's all uh, connected. Uh, consciousness is a, a hot topic right now. It's the word that we hear a lot about. And just the expansion of our consciousness, I, in my opinion, is just... Uh, expanding your belief about our wholeness, that we are more than just 3D. And as you start to realize and learn more about the parts of you that exist beyond 3D, that is the expansion of your consciousness and your awareness. And there are an infinite amount of beings that live in those other realms, on those other planes, in those other frequencies. So that's why ET contact, otherworldly contact, and consciousness is all connected because these beings exist in other realms that maybe societally we haven't admitted to yet or afraid to admit to or just don't totally understand yet. But we're all completely connected. Okay, we're going to take a few questions from listeners that will bring us into the uh, sort of the, the multiverse or parallel worlds theme that we often hit on the show. And, uh, Ben, I think that's in, in your script, or I can give you this. Oh, uh, we're talking about Jeffrey from Boston? We are talking about Jeffrey from Boston. Okie dokie. Yeah. Um, this is actually a really, 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 really good question, so let's just hop right into it. Mm-hmm. So, Jeffrey writes to us, uh, Hugh Everett's Many Worlds Theory states the universe is branching into infinite possibilities based on decisions. And one would never know uh, if they are in a new world, uh, as it would always be considered, quote-unquote, normal. Uh, Max Tigmark presented a thought experiment whereby we are quote-unquote immortal as we always are in a world whereby we survive events. My question, rather loaded with apologies, is although I find it fascinating that perhaps there is a dimensional slip or portal and ETs are from other worlds, uh, could there possibly be some quantum mysticism at play here akin to how spiritualism in the 19th century redefined technological mediums uh, as uh, such as the the telegraph and uh, photography to re-enchant the supernatural. You can take that one sentence at a time. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we'll start with the beginning. Where uh, thank you for the question very much, uh, Jeffrey. Uh, it is a good one. So you start off talking about the many worlds theory and uh, the the quantum theories about the the multiverses and quantum superstition, excuse me, superposition, which means that two particles can uh, can affect exist at the same time. And if that is the case, if two particles can exist at the same time, well, we're made of particles, so does that mean that we can exist in uh, multiple places at the same time? If you extrapolate quantum theory from the micro to the macro, yeah, why not? Uh, and then there's also the observer's paradox, where uh, the outcome of the experiment is directly reliant on the observer and that uh, an element or a particle just exists in this one particular state until it's observed and then it it exists in another state. So uh, I think these are some of the things that you're talking about in the beginning of your question, Jeffrey, 
Um, and then when we go on to to a dimensional slip or a portal or ETs from other worlds, uh, yes, uh, we can go through dimensional slips. We can go through portal openings, uh, coming in contact with beings in uh, other universes. Uh, the ETs can also do the same thing and enter our world. Uh, and so... The last part of your question, when you go into uh, the spiritualism of the 19th century and as it was redefined through technological mediums, uh, such as telegraph and photography, to me, uh, when a lot of times that was fake. A lot of those ph photographs were fake, and so I don't... I, I might be misunderstanding your question, but... Uh, uh, those fake pictures and the fake sounds, uh, are you saying that's what reinvigorated uh, this uh, quantum mysticism? Uh, because I don't think that applies now. Uh, there is a quantum mysticism, absolutely, but it's based more on quantum theory as opposed to fake pictures and sounds. Did I understand the question or not? Well, we don't know. Jeffrey's welcome to call in. Uh, for I, think I, I think I see where, where he's going with it. Um, okay. I, I, I think essentially what, what he's saying is the science is being taken and turned into some sort of spiritual facet. Okay. Um, kind of like I, I, I see where he's going with it, and I initially was like, oh, I see what he's doing, and I kind of agree. And then I thought about it, and I was like, well, science has been mystified since it's been around, right? I mean, Pythagoras had a cult literally about numbers. And, like, that whole era was about, you know, mystic mysticizing science. And it still kind of is today, right? I mean, the fact that we literally have a device that is, you know, in the palm of our hand that connects us to literally everything in the world, known world that we have, I think that that, that in itself is mystical, Right. And it's kind of hard to comprehend mm -hmm. that this technology even exists. I think there's always an inherent mysticism around things that normal people mm -hmm. don't understand. Mm. Anyway. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. We have, it would not that be a element. Yeah, mm -hmm. if you would like to respond further, Seb, go ahead. Uh, no, I, I agree with what you just said, uh, but I still view these times a little different than this 19th century time uh, because we know much more when it comes to quantum uh, properties uh, of particles. And so if that is going to be used in terms of uh, enchantment and uh, spiritual um, uh um, theory, then, uh, okay, then that's what it is. It's basically science explaining everything. <laughs> uh, whether it's ETs, whether, or astral travel, no matter what it is, it's science can explain it. So if science is mysticism, then so be it. All right. Well, it, we, it would not be a legitimate show unless we had a question from our very faithful listener in Bogota, Colombia, Peter. So, Ben, uh, take it away. Righto. So, Peter uh, says to us, uh, please ask Sev and Kathleen the same question I had for Nadine Lelich. Uh, what 
names do the various alien groups use for themselves? Greys, Nordics, etc. are usually human terms, not theirs. Nadine said they haven't expressed names to her, with the exception of one instance of a hybrid baby. What have you learned? Was that for both of us, Kathy? Yes, but you can begin unless you want me to. (laughs) Uh, Well, I personally uh, don't really... uh, for some reason, I just don't get hung up in the game, uh, in the names. Uh, I haven't give, been given a lot of information about names, and I really don't go seeking much information about names. Uh, um, when I'm in contact with a being, uh, I, I, <laughs> I don't really even ask what their name is. I'm really concerned with how they feel, uh, how they're making me feel, and what is this interaction, and what are they teaching me, uh, what are we to learn from this. Uh, I don't really spend a lot of time on the different names of the different beings. Uh, one reason is because there's an infinite amount of beings. And we, what we know, the few that we know, is just the tip of the tip of the tip of the iceberg of all the names of the beings out there or the races. Kathy? And my answer to your question, Peter, is uh, in terms of names, I do not know of one abductee who has been given a name of a particular non-human except for not abductees but from people who channel it seems that the channelers those who are having telepathic communication without physical uh, being physically present are receiving names and also uh, star systems that these entities come from. But then, of course, we do not have any kind of confirmatory evidence that any of this is true. Mm-hmm. I've been studying uh, communication with non-humans for the past three or four years. And so I've, I've looked uh, in great depth into this, dating back to 1954 and all the way up to the present It appears that there is communication going on, but I have also been able to determine that these non-human entities uh, who are simply communicating uh, cannot be trusted. When they promise to do something or to appear in a certain location, they just don't follow through. Mm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Well, uh, and also... Oh, Oh, so please. You know, it's a very human thing to need a name. It could very well be that these beings are identified in a way that we don't understand, in a sound that we don't even know, in a color that we haven't even seen, in a feeling that we have never even experienced. So I think it's more a human thing to need a name. So in my, with my clients, uh, uh, if a, a particular being comes through and my client needs a name, well, that being will make up a name for the client. Uh, it's mostly to make the client happy. Well, historically, uh, the development of, of names, uh, proper names, uh, particularly surnames, in our, our uh, world uh, resulted from uh, uh, the need for tax purposes and business. Well, also so, the, the mystical aspect of knowing the name of something gave you power over it. Yes. Well, hence, mm-hmm. that's what we were talking about uh, I was talking about with someone yesterday when it came to exorcisms. In the Roman ritual, uh, the priest is supposed to ask, what is the name of the the critter? And I always 
question that how do you know it's telling the truth and that that's a different story but <laughs> n- names um, i can see why people uh, think names are important because they they are i mean to us but that may not be the case with the others so uh, kathy has an additional question i believe uh yes i do uh, your book uh that i'm going to ask about is titled you have the right to talk to aliens and i want to know how can you communicate with otherworldly beings, and what kind of messages have you received from them? Oh, uh, my book, You Have the Right to Talk to Aliens, which you endorsed, Kathy, which meant the world to me. Thank you very much. Uh, I entitled it that because uh, some people think that they don't have the right to talk to aliens or they... Uh, just like we have the right to talk to our next door neighbor, we have every right to talk to an alien. And we don't have to wait for them to initiate contact. We can initiate contact ourselves. So the title is to imply that you have the power to talk to whoever you want to talk to in the entire galactic system. Uh, and then going back to the safeguards, because there are lower frequency beings out there. Like when I came in contact with that men in black, uh, the Astro Men in Black, which was connected to my friend who was visiting. So when we go to each other's homes, we're taking our beings with us. Our beings are going with us wherever we go. So you might have a really high frequency and not be bothered much by lower frequency human beings or otherworldly beings, but maybe there's someone in, in your home or around you that has lower frequency beings around them, and, and that's when they kind of poke at you, and that's when you have to stay strong. Uh, I do have on my YouTube channel, Alien Spirit TV, a three-part series that I've created on how to communicate with otherworldly beings. Uh, I explain to you uh, what the communication is like, uh, what some safeguards are, so you can have uh, a very healthy and uh, interesting communication, uh, not a fearful one. And uh, at the end, of, it's three parts, and at the end of each part, I guide you through a meditation. And I've had uh, people from all over the world contact me and tell me about the incredible experiences that they're having using these videos and using these meditations where they're connecting with otherworldly beings. So that could be an extraterrestrial or it could be another being you might call it an angel, you might call it a, a loved one that is passed on. There's so many different types of beings. There's also just a collective consciousness, which is not a being, but it's like plugging into like uh, a wealth of knowledge. And uh, I've, several people have contacted me after doing these meditations on my YouTube channel uh, and have uh, had experiences where... Um, some mysteries were resolved for them. Okay, well, why don't we uh, save that for the other side of the break? We're going to take our uh, mid-show break here. Okay. You're listening to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno and our special guest co-host today, Kathy Martin, on WON 1240 AM and 99.5 FM in New England's beautiful Blackstone River Valley. We'll be right back. night is alive. Join us and take a walk on the weird side when you tune in to the Kingdom of Nye, hosted by Heather Wade, the finest in late night talk. Listen live free weeknights starting at 9 p.m. Pacific time at thekingdomofnigh.com, talkstreamlive.com, and the Paranormal Radio app. Want to take a ride? 
local and live at 99.5 FM. And welcome back to Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno on WON Radio, AM and FM. And uh, we're going to take it away with our guests of talk and our special guest co-host, Kathy Martin. Uh, ben, it's your turn to jump in here. So let's 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 take a quick step back here. Um, we've been we've been saying a lot of interesting things, having some banter back and forth. But when any sort of you know conversation, one must define their terms. And if there's one thing that the paranormal studies in general, you know, the whole genre of it, has is uh, a, a problem with language. And it is mostly that we have we use a lot of different terms for a lot of different things, and it's very hard to communicate. So let's let's just start with that. When we talk about frequency, what do we mean? The vibration of energy. Okay. And what is energy? Uh, it is um, the the release of some kind of um, particles. Okay, so, all right, and so what is consciousness? Yeah, so uh, I really haven't been able to find a a definition that really pinpoints it, so what I say is consciousness is the awareness of all of you. So this leads perfectly into my next question, which is what is consciousness? you mm-hmm. what is me well I'm definitely well each of us is definitely energy uh, and uh, uh, we are energy from a source uh, we all have different opinions about uh, what that source is uh, what that source does, what source that powers has, what powers that source has, if it has any powers at all. Uh, and so, uh, when I try and, and figure out what I am, I just think of myself as just a ball of energy having an infinite amount of experiences at the same time. And that as Sev, I'm just looking through a slice of my experience. Uh, I'm living and dying in other lives right now as we talk. I'm living on other planets and having different experiences and talking to ETs right now as I'm talking to you. So this is just a tiny, tiny aspect of sure. me in right, my we get that. Yeah, yeah. Now, when you say, Ben, if you're done here, I'll... I'll oh, please. Yeah. Uh, when you say um, astral, you use the term astral, what does that mean? In the sense of astral man man in black you were talking about earlier. What what do you mean by astral? Yeah. Uh, I I usually don't use the word astral. Uh, When I do use it, it's because I know that other people understand what that means, and it just means an interdimensional being. It means something that's beyond 3D. Oh, all right. Uh, you, you know, okay. We get that. I think we're coming, we're reaching a a point of, uh, agreement here in, in the sense, and, and Kathy knows what I'm talking about, uh, of the, the, uh, our, we may be using different terms for the multiverse ideas, but I think we're in, in many ways talking about the same thing. 
which brings up the idea, and and Kathy uh, says this so well, uh, and and you have also mentioned it too in your books, uh, I believe, is the notion of not trusting necessarily uh, what you're talking to. So the question is, are ETs, which stands, of course, for extraterrestrials, are they necessarily from other planets as opposed to other parallel worlds or both or, or yeah. all of the above? You know, I mean, you, you, what do you yeah. think? Uh Seth, what does Seth think? Yes. Uh, yes, Sorry. I think it's all of it. It's all of it. Yeah, yeah. Well, what do you think, Kathy? I think that it there's a good chance that it's all of it because those who we believe are extraterrestrials uh, have a scientific program. Um, and those who are simply interdimensionals, either positive or neg- negative, are not part of a scientific program. That's the way we uh, at, at MUFON define it. And I think it's a good definition. One of the questions that arise, too, are why are there so many different kinds of craft, uh, if these are nuts and bolts craft in some cases, and uh, there, do, there do seem to be certain uh, trails of uh, similar reports of, of beings, particularly greys, and then there's speculation about whether they may be biomechanical or what their purpose may be, and uh, the Nordics, as, as, as was mentioned earlier. Do you feel, uh, and we'll start with Sev on this, do you feel that there are other, there are many different civilizations working maybe at times at cross purposes, whether they be from other planets or from just parallel worlds or even other versions of ourselves? Do you think that there may be, uh, th- they aren't necessarily working together, let alone for our own benefit? And a, a second part of that question is, do you think that the ancient stories that are everywhere of wars of the gods may have something to do with your answer to that question? I hope I'm making myself clear. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, go ahead, so, Seth. To, an- so to answer the second part, yes, the, the war of the gods, uh, highly probable that it's just uh, uh, interaction with uh, beings from other dimensions and other planets. Uh, and the first part of the question, oh my gosh, what was the first part of the question? Well, essentially, <laughs> are, are there many different kinds of, uh, many different civilizations that are not necessarily working uh, oh, together? Right. You know, maybe at cross purposes or, or don't, maybe don't even know about each other or whatever. I mean, that's, you know, is it a monolithic concept that that of ET or, or, or is it many and varied when it comes to interaction with us? Well, I can only express to you my personal experience. My personal experience is such that uh, human beings are interacting with uh, otherworldly beings. Uh, the information that was given to me was about the hybridization program that was given to me in Roswell and also in Baltimore. And uh, I can say that uh, that is a, uh, a, a beneficial uh, relationship uh, as far as reptilians or evil relationships or other ETs communicating with us to hurt us that all of that I, I don't know about okay uh, Kathy any thoughts I agree with Sev on that uh, I of course I've communicated with 
more than 2,000 experiencers, and my team at MUFON has communicated with many more and share information. Uh, the, the general uh, accepted concept is that there are reptilians uh, who are positive, yet there are also reptilians who are negative and might be interdimensional and uh, per- perhaps not uh, having a scientific uh, program. So, uh, to the best of my knowledge, uh, that is my understanding of this. Okay, uh, Ben had a had a point. So, you know, I don't know why this has never never really dawned on me until now. Um, <laughs> why humans? You know, in in the grand scheme of things, right? You know, we're a little blip in in the multiverse, the galaxy, what have you, depending on your on your view of quantum physics and whatnot. You know, in 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 sort of the, the the broad picture, we're basically a bunch of monkeys with tools, right? What makes us so special that ETs will go out of their way to you know give us messages about hybrid programs or or try to save the Earth? You know, there's a lot of different messages that are out there. So my my question is two parts: Why humans, and how do we know the information is accurate? Uh, Seb, go ahead. Okay. Uh, why humans? Well, it's not just humans, it's uh, other beings too, so why not humans? And the information that was given to me by the greys was that uh, the energy, we have energy that we exude as a human being, and we have energy that we exude as a planet. And this energy moves through the galactic system, and it affects other planets, it affects other beings. We're not just one all by ourselves, totally enclosed in this tiny little, this ball, and that we could just blow ourselves up or kill ourselves off and not have uh, not have uh, the other planets or the other beings or the rest of the galaxy feel that energy. That is what was explained to me. That's why. Okay. In hopes of changing our collective frequency to uh, a... Some people will call it better, although I really don't care for the word better, but to a higher frequency. Basically, just to become more loving, which is what our source is. We're just love to begin with. And as human beings, we've really, really forgotten that, and we've digressed. All right. Uh, Kathy, if you have a thought there. (laughs) Yes. uh, Well, my friend and and co-author Stanton Friedman I think had a good point when he said, "Why not visit the primitives in the neighborhood, especially <laughs> I those, remember that. Yeah. especially those who are developing technology but uh, are spiritually at a lower level? Uh, we present uh, a problem if we go out in space and take our French, our brand of friendship." out there. So Stanton believed that they were here to quarantine us. I'm not so certain that they are here to quarantine us, but I do believe that they're very concerned about what we might take out to them. They they have to be concerned uh, about the kind of damage that we might do, but at the same time, if they're benevolent beings, they should want to guide us and to move us along on an evolutionary scale uh, to see that we do survive. Well, I always agreed with him on that, but I also asked asked the question, uh, 
why should they treat us as equals? That's always kind of bothered me. You know, I mean, there's no reason why not, I suppose, from our point of view, but, uh, you know, do we communicate with ants? I don't know. It's just, just a thought. Uh, ben, you had a... So, with all that being said, you know, over the last sort of 50, 60, 70 years of, of UFO research, a lot has changed, not just from the experiences of experiencers, but also the type of craft we've seen. And if that's if that's the case, is all of this that you just you you both just said is that why spirituality has entered ufology? Because of the crafts? No, no, no. What, what I'm saying is everything that you guys just said. <laughs> yeah, yeah. There's a blur. There's a bleeding between the lines of uh, ufology and spirituality and religion. And in fact, I started a blog called the Light Age Blog, talking about the blur of the lines between all of them. What do you think, Kathy? Well, the social research projects that I have worked on and also the academic uh, studies that have been done on experiencers uh, indicate that we become more spiritual uh, when we have these experiences, these UFO abductions, if you want to call it that. Uh, So it does appear that they are motivated to cause us to become more spiritual. I don't know the process that is used, but I can tell you that we have, that experiencers have many of the same characteristics, almost all of the same characteristics that near-death experiencers have. What do we mean by spiritual? Do you want to answer Yeah, go ahead, Kathy. Okay. Um, what I mean by that is that we have a different view of ourselves, that we tend to look inside rather than outside with our expression. We're more reverent, uh, we're more respectful, and uh, as, as Sev said, you, you kind of vibrate at a higher level where you have a more positive outlook. One of the things yes. I happen to agree with... Oh, I'm sorry, Seb, did you want to respond? Well, I just wanted to say I agree with that. And uh, my definition definition of spirituality is, is pretty much the same definition that I have for expanding your consciousness. And spirituality is just the understanding of the parts of you that exist beyond 3D. Well, I sometimes take a divergent, divergent view, shocker, uh, that... Um, <laughs> I tend to agree with the Buddhists more that that the goal of spirituality is to annihilate the self because the the multiverse is full of paradoxes. And I'm not going to preach here. It's all in my books. But, you know, the idea is, is that when you accept yourself, you find yourself by forgetting yourself. That's how you discover your real self, which is the other person which is really the message mm-hmm. of the multiverse spiritually, in, in my humble opinion, and that we are each other. I mean, that's even present in the Gospel of Matthew. You know, uh, love your neighbor as yourself. In English, it comes across, you know, in our, in our ferociously selfish world as love your neighbor because of the way you love yourself. What it says in Greek is love your neighbor because he is yourself. Quite different. Mm-hmm. So the Eastern mm-hmm. point. But anyway, that's, I suppose, neither here nor there. 
I did want to ask, well, first of all, we're running out of time, so Seb, I want to give you a chance right now before we finish up mm-hmm. to uh, talk about your website, uh, your work, your books, where people can find out more. Oh, thank you. Uh, I am very much enjoying uh, the work that I do with experiences around the world. When I was a speaker at AlienCon in Baltimore in 2018, I, I learned that there are a lot of people who want to come out and tell someone about their experiences, like, uh, like what Kathy provided for me. And so people are coming out to me, and they can come out through my website. I have a private portal there. Uh, where you can tell me about your ET experience, and I will write back to you, I'll contact you, and we'll go back and forth and back and forth as much as you need to so I can help you uh, process this and understand that this did not happen by accident and that there's a very, very good reason you had ET contact, and it's for your benefit. So let's figure out what that benefit is. Well, I'm glad you said uh, that because people come to us. I'm sorry, sorry to interrupt, but, you know, we're not really competent to deal with that sort of thing, at least on, on that level. So uh, thank you for, for pointing that out. I'm sorry, did I cut you off? Did you have something, something more to add? Uh, just a couple more things. Uh, also on my website, which is planetsev.com, I share some of the stories that experiencers have shared with me along with pictures, but it's all without divulging their names. I think it's very important to come out. Uh, if you don't want to come out to others, then maybe anonymously share your story because it really does help others to come out. And this is something, as an experiencer, it, it is so harmful for your life, for your psyche, for your reality to hide this. This is your reality there is nothing to be ashamed of. It is real. It's happening to you. And so it's important that you acknowledge it so that you can move through it and then it doesn't sit inside of you as some, a negative energy that festers. And it really does mess you up. Uh, that's really why I want to help experiencers so they can turn that fear and that negativity that they have regarding their experience into, oh, I see, this was to help me. This is what I can learn about it to, to uh, make a better life for myself and then make a better life for my friends and family and for the earth. Uh, and I also have a newsletter, and I'm on Facebook and Instagram, so I'm easy to find. Okay. And uh, just a, a quick little uh, fun little story. I have a, a planet in a uh, star system named after me in the Star Wars galactic system. It's the planet and star system Sevtok. Oh, I thought, yes, I'd heard that before. <laughs> That's pretty cool, actually. It is very cool, yeah. Um, one of the things that bothers me a little, Seb, I have to admit, is is the idea that if you're saying that all ET contact is positive, uh, we often find that it, sometimes it's it's not because you've got uh, what we refer to them as parasites. Folklore calls them demons mm-hmm. uh, who uh, mm-hmm. will who are, are na- kind of part of nature's mimics. They'll pretend mm-hmm. to be Uncle Steve uh, haunting your house or they'll, you know, whatever they have to do to eat. And that includes pretending to be E.T. sometimes and giving you bad information and all this sort of thing. As Kathy suggested, you can't always trust them. Um, yeah. Are you suggesting that, so, that, that, well, go ahead and, and comment on that, Seb. Okay. So just like I was describing about that Astro Men in Black who came to me, and that was not a pleasant experience. Mm. But what I learned from that was something very beneficial and powerful for myself. So 
you can have a um, scary experience, but then again, we have to determine why is it scary for you? Is it scary because you're wearing the lens of victimization as I was? And maybe we need to take those lenses of victimization off and maybe you'll see your reality in a completely different way. That's a possibility. Or it can truly be that you came in contact with a really negative being and it scared the hell out of you. So let's now use that uh, to uh, figure out how you can raise your frequency. Uh, this is a sign for you to do some work on yourself to raise your frequency so that, because you're not just aligning with scary otherworldly beings, you're also aligning with scary people <laughs> if you have a lower frequency. So there's a lot of positive work that can come out of these experiences. Okay, very good. Well, Seb, we're going to uh, uh, kind of end it here because we have a pile of announcements. And uh, thank you for being with us, and thank you for your insights, and we'll be in touch off the air. And you can, you can hang out on Skype for the rest of the show, but we'll, we're going to move on to our announcements. Blather on. Yes. It'll be great. <laughs> so, Ben, you. you may blather as you wish. Yes, and the blathering will begin now. As we've announced on recent shows, uh, the 2020 Exeter UFO Festival on Labor Day weekend has been canceled, unfortunately. But the uh, 55th anniversary of the incident at Exeter will not go unsung on this show on September 6th. The day uh, we would have broadcast from the historic Exeter Town Hall with a panel of speakers, including Kathleen Martin, uh, for the fifth year in a row. Instead, we will do a rebroadcast of last year's panel show from there. And on the panel, along with Kathy... Uh, were Peter Robbins, Mac Maloney, Mike Stevens, uh, the Allagash UFO abductees, and many other luminaries in the UFO field. Uh, the following week, September 13th, will bring you a very special guest, retired FBI agent Clinton Rand, who, as a, as a Hampton, New Hampshire police sergeant in September 1965, was on duty at the police department desk during the incident in Exeter, which involved UFO encounters by several of his officers. On the day after what would have been the Exeter UFO Festival, September 7th, uh, that's Labor Day in the U.S., Ben and I will be on the Travel Channel as part of a debut of The Devil's Road, the true story of Ed and Lorraine Warren. That's the first in a new series of two-hour documentaries, America's True Horror Stories. Anyway, I'm in it as someone who worked with the Warrens, and Ben is there to represent the new generation of researchers. Uh, that'll be on the Travel Channel, 9 p.m. Eastern, Monday, uh, September 7th, uh, 2020. And uh, we all we have all yeah, we all have high hopes that we can uh, be back at the Greater New England UFO Conference in Lemonster, Massachusetts, on Columbus Day weekend. Uh, my dad is scheduled to be the keynote speaker to mark his 50-year work anniversary in paranormal research. Uh, if I had a if I had a had a crowd cheering little thing I could click here, I'd do that. But <laughs> you can you can picture it in not your necessary. Minds. Yeah. Um, and uh, there are plans for an online conference if that can't be held at the usual physical venue. Now, we do have final word on the, uh, but we all just got it, so I can't really, we'll put it online. Uh, there are plans, of course, to proceed with the Western Connecticut UFO Conference in October, and that'll be a virtual event uh, that traditionally takes place at the Danbury, Connecticut Public Library. We will keep you posted on that. And again, check our website, BehindTheParanormal.com, for the info. Uh, additionally, we have word that the New England Parafest will take place on April 10th and 11th, 2021 in Kittery, Maine, uh, and that will be on the hoof. So far, uh, we don't uh, think it's going to be virtual. Uh, anyway, there will be a live broadcast of this show with a panel of the speakers on Sunday the 11th. Uh, more information will be forthcoming. Uh, Kathy, what's going on with you? 
Well, 2021 marks the 60th anniversary of the UFO abduction of my aunt and uncle, Betty and Barney Hill. And in the 13 years since my first book captured the Betty and Barney Hill UFO experience was published, I've been seeking uh, the evaluation of additional scientific evidence pertaining to their case. And I'm excited to report that in 2021, my updated book by the same title will be published with all the new scientific research, reports, and data. Oh, that is amazing. That's great. Thank I, We were honored that you're announcing that on the show. Yeah, actually. <laughs> yes. Thank you. All right. So on on that note, uh, check out our book along with uh, those of our co-hosts, uh, especially the one just mentioned. Uh, you can check you can check out our uh, website that's behindtheparanormal.com, or where you can find out more about the show, our many cases over the years, our public appearances, and how to book us, along with uh, our 850 free recorded shows from our 12 plus years on the air. That's including our four and a half year run on CBS Radio, along with special shows and podcasts. And past shows back to late 2009 are also available on major podcast platforms, including YouTube, iTunes, uh, Apple Podcasts, the uh, Paranormal Radio app, uh, Spotify, and pretty much anywhere else. Uh, so uh, as soon as we soon we will plan to have all the shows back to 2008 uploaded to all of those wonderful platforms. Uh, there are links to several charities we've adopted on the show uh, at BehindTheParanormal.com. That includes USA Cares, Canadian Veterans Advocacy, Helping Haiti's Orphans, Youth Mentoring Connection in Los Angeles. Uh, Tony Loray doing great work out there with at-risk youth. Uh, the Crohn's and Colitis Foundation of America and the Sisterhood of Ground Zero, along with the Milk Fund here in northern Rhode Island. I have to say that these charities are severely vetted by us very very carefully, and we know the people who run them. Mm. So uh, when you assist them, uh, the money goes where it's supposed to go and not just for uh, office staff, that sort of thing. Mm. So, um, Ben, what do we have uh, going on for next week? So next week, uh, August 23rd, wow, we are just flying through August, um, we will bring you an open line show with special uh, guest co-host uh, Shane Searway. Uh, to answer listener questions on many different paranormal subjects. And I know that we have piles and piles and piles of emails and questions and all sorts of stuff. I know. We have yet to make our way through. I've uh, lamented ever, you know, catching up. But uh, nevertheless, uh, please send your questions to Paul at BehindTheParanormal.com and we will get to them as soon as we can uh, or call in. Uh, to the show. So uh, now we have a few minutes left. So, Sam, uh, Sev, uh, please give us your website one more time and any final thoughts you might have. Okay, thank you. PlanetSev.com and my book, You Have the Right to Talk to Aliens, is on Amazon. And my, my final word uh, really is uh, something I'm very passionate about, which is uh, to be your authentic self. I'm on a path of authenticity. Uh, really, uh, when you give yourself the permission to be the real you, the true you, that's okay. when you are the happiest. Great. Kathy, you have our closing quote today. Yes, I do. And Today I'm quoting Booker T. Washington. He said, I have learned that success is to be measured not so much by the position that one has reached in life, as by the obstacles which he has overcome while trying to succeed. And those who are happiest are those who do the most for others. There you go. That's it for today, friends. I'm Paul Eno. And I'm Ben Eno. 
And I'm Kathleen Martin. Thanks for joining us on our great cosmic journey. And we'll see you next time on Behind the Paranormal. Return to this radio frequency 167 hours from now for another edition of Behind the Paranormal with Paul and Ben Eno.